0: Good morning. I'm Chilo, senior economist with BNP Paribas Investment Partners. Welcome to Market Breakfast, as part of our ongoing podcast series. We are now able to give you access to global market updates easily on on the go in just five minutes. We have some uh, big central bank meetings this week. Um, first uh, will be the BOJ and RBA. Uh, which will hold meetings on the 1st of November, followed by the FOMC, which will hold its uh, meetings between the 1st and the 2nd of November. And last but not least, the BOE will have a meeting on the 3rd of November. Uh, we expect the uh, FOMC to keep that interest rate and change this time um, because it is likely that the committee will not want a change in monetary policy to become the focus of debate in the week before the presidential election. Although data on the, on the economy has, mixed, has been mixed over the past several months, it's, worth note, uh, it's noteworthy that the FOMC took the position in, in September that the case for rate hike had strengthened. The question now is whether the FOMC would want to use this November meeting to send a clearer signal about uh, its rate move uh, in December. Uh, the minutes uh, from the September meeting uh, show that the committee was still split in their opinion on the timing of the rate hike. Um, with uh, most policymakers believing that a reasonable case could be made for either rising rates or waiting for additional information. Now, they, uh, there may be some uh, shift in the language uh, by the FOMC in this uh, November meeting statement to indicate that the committee is leaning towards the rate hike before the end of the year. Now, if there were no change in policy statement in this meeting, uh, that could raise some doubts about whether the majority of the FOMC meetings are still split on their policy decision, uh, which in turn will prolong market uncertainty. Uh, for the BOJ, uh, we expect the um, uh, Japan central bank will continue to keep rates on hold uh, at this time because uh, Japan's various inflation gauges have failed to pose any significant gains due to falling energy prices and the strength of the yen. Despite prolonged uh, monetary easing, uh, inflation expectations in Japan have failed to rise. So that builds a strong case that it's likely that the Japanese official will will probably push uh, the two percent inflation target well uh, into 2018. Uh, the uh, Reserve Bank of Australia uh, is also expected to keep its cash rate steady at one and a half percent, as underlying inflation remains below its two to three percent target band. But at the same time, growth is stable and unemployment uh, the unemployment rate is edging lower, and commodity prices are recovering from their lows. So having cut by 50 basis points um, in May, uh, the uh, RBA may want to, to to wait and see the inflation weakness pass before making any uh, um, uh, major uh, any any rate move. Last but not least, uh, the BOE, um, uh, which will have its meeting uh, on the 3rd of November. Now the BOE uh, raised rate um, uh, cut rates by uh, by 25 basis points in August and hinted that it would do so again in a year ten. Uh, We we may get some more um, uh, clues from this upcoming meeting uh, with the publication of investment report. However, uh, growth has come in uh, stronger than the BOE had originally expected, so the BOE may want to wait a little bit and keep the policy on hold in the near term, so time will tell. Uh, For... um, Data releases, uh, we, last week we had uh, the U.S. Um, GDP numbers, uh, which came in uh, at an annualized growth rate of 2.9%, a little higher than consensus. The bright spot was exports, which rose 10%. Uh, while the other uh, key component of GDP, consumption, has remained uh, uh by rising only 2.1%, and that is below expectation. Uh, growth in business fix- fix- uh, uh, investment was also very uh, moderate at only 1.1%. Uh, as far as uh, uh, data releases is concerned, uh, this Friday uh, we have the unemployment uh, number coming out from the U.S. Uh, the market is expecting non-farm um, um, uh, payroll to uh, rise by about 175,000 uh, in October uh, with an employment rate uh, at around 4.9% and of course any d- big deviation of these job numbers will have um, significant impact on the decision uh, of the FOMC on uh, interest rate policy. Um, for uh, over the Asia here, China, we have also um, the PMIs from the China. Um, uh, As uh industrial uh, profits in China actually grew strongly recently due to destabilization or recovery uh, in the PPI, um, and, and that has actually led to some improvement or growth in private investment. So we expect private investment to continue to a very slow rebound in October, uh, while the major of investment uh, will continue to be state-funded. Uh, 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 however restricted uh, pol- uh public market policy in the big cities um uh, will have uh, a dampening effect for, uh, on the real estate market recovery. So we expect growth momentum to moderate in the uh, coming uh, months. Now, last but not least, uh, over to EM, let's look at uh, the uh, fund flows. Now, EM equity fund flows, uh, excluding China, uh, rose by about $1.14 billion last week. Now, that was the 17th uh, straight week of inflows for EM funds. Now, EM funds, including China... A shares uh, had an inflow of $0.96 billion last week. That implies that there was still um, outflow from China's A shares. In terms of equity active versus passive funds, excluding Chinese A shares again, EM ETF funds reported an inflow of $0.74 billion last year, while EM active funds reported an inflow of uh, $0.4 billion. Uh, on to EM bond funds, uh, they reported inflows of 0.63 billion last week. Uh, that was an increase from the week before's inflow of 0.18 billion. So it seems that money, uh, at least some of the money, is coming back to uh, Asia. Now, that's it for now. Look out for our next edition of Market Breakfast in our podcast series. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast presentation is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by b and Paribas Investment Partners or any affiliate. The information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.